What's better than this? Guys being dudes here on the Draft Dudes Podcast, presented by Locked On. It's Joe Marino and Kyle Krabs from the Draft Network, and we are your hosts here on this Wednesday episode of the show. We've got a lot to get into here. we got to finish up the Chargers and Raiders and finish up the Saints and Falcons. So, Kyle, welcome. Looking forward to closing this thing out today. Yeah, we are uh, coming down the home stretch. We've got tomorrow yet, which is the race for the number one overall pick which is yep. exciting. Uh, it's going to materialize. There's a couple of teams that uh, we, we've picked the majority, uh, at least two-thirds of their schedules, and they're going to be in contention uh, for the top spot. <laughs> so right now, uh, the team with the in the driver's seat with a full 16-game schedule selected is the Carolina Panthers. They have two okay. wins or three? They have two wins. Oh, no. Okay, that's going to be tough to beat. But, but they are not mathematically clinched just yet. So that's the drama for tomorrow that will unfold. If you've been keeping tabs on the teams that we've been doing, you'll know who we're alluding to. And if not, then you're just going to have to come back tomorrow and find out. <laughs> but we uh, finished the AFC yesterday kind of impromptu. We had an opportunity where the, the Raiders and Chargers were our last two teams. They both needed just four games picked against two games against each other. So we did that at the tail end of the podcast. And bad news for both Raiders and Chargers fans, uh, we have you guys at 5-11 and 11 this year. Mm-hmm. Both of you. Hate to see it. Um, yes, we do. Uh, because I don't think there's a, a very large representation of Chargers fans, uh, but there is a large representation of Raiders yeah. fans. And they're probably pissed. But yeah, I get it. It's a, we, it's a regression, but the schedule's tough, man. Right, you know? and that's that's what we said. Is we, we were looking at it, and we were like, oh, holy shit. Like, this, this, this didn't turn out too good for the Raiders. And then we looked at the schedule, and it's like, New Orleans week two, New England week three, Buffalo week four, Kansas City week five, bye week. You come off the bye, you play Tampa Bay. It's like it's a brutal five-game stretch. Yeah. And you take but those five games out, we've got you guys at like 500. But that's that's five weeks back to back to back to back to back. That's just a brutal schedule. Yeah. Brutal stretch. So. So. Time to make some players available for the scouts, starting with the Chargers. Yeah, we're going to do the Chargers first. So here are the players that are eligible for the expansion draft for the Chargers uh, to be nominated. We have quarterbacks Easton Stick and Justin Herbert. We have running backs, Josh Kelly and Austin Eckler. We have fullback, Bobby Holly. We have wide receivers, Mike Evans. Uh, I guess we'll put KJ Hill and Joe Reed in here as draft selections. We have no tight ends of note that are eligible. We have Trey Turner, Brian Bulaga, Trey Pipkins, Scott Questenberry. And that's probably it for offensive linemen. Linval Joseph, Jerry Tillery, Justin Jones, uh, maybe Cortez Broughton if he makes the roster. He's a fun player in Cincinnati, though. Yeah. Um, so not a lot of options on the defensive line. Uchenna Nwosu, Kaiser White, Drew Tranquil, uh, Emeki Egbile, who is another really fun player in Houston. Uh, Kenneth Murray will be eligible as a rookie in 2020. Casey Hayward, Chris Harris, Derwin James, Nasir Adderley, and that's probably – I mean, we'll throw a Louis Gilman in here as a rook, but he won't get nominated as a rook. This there is a tough there, group. Yeah, not a, lot stu- not a lot stood out to me as you went through that, Kyle. 
Uh, did you have any low hangers that you're like, let's get this guy on? Oh, uh, I did have one. Ryan Balaga. Oh no! One year after they signed into a three-year deal, he's due eleven million dollars. I know, but they have what's the what's their what's their long-term cap situation? I you know look, I got to be honest with you. I've been trying to refresh over the cap, and it's loading the the page that it has all the the cap space, but there's the logos aren't loading for me. So I don't know if you could pull it up, but it's not loading in in, in Charlotte, North Carolina. Okay, I'll refer to Spot Track. All right. We'll they, 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 oh, they've already changed Washington to Washington TBD. Oh, <laughs> That's terrific. Um, the Chargers have the second most cap space in the NFL. Oh, they have tons. There's no reason so, to shed so, anything. Yeah, forget forget what I just said about Brian Belag. <laughs> what about Scott Questenberry? Sure. <laughs> You're like, yeah, let's get some bodies on this <laughs> list. We need five. It didn't make me feel any certain way. He can go. Uh, well, they've got they've got expiring contracts in Pouncey, Feeney, Tevy, and Lamp. Yeah. Plus Pipkins and Trey Turner and Bulaga. Like Questenberry is the penultimate utility into your offensive lineman. Yeah. You're not gonna miss him if they take him. You can find that guy all the time. And let me tell you, the scouts probably are not going to take Scott Quest. They're not. They're not going to. Uh, I think we got to look at this defensive tackle situation. They've got Linval Joseph and Jerry Tillery under contract at least through 2021. They also have Justin Jones, and you mentioned Cortez Broughton. I could get behind. I guess Broughton's probably your best bet, right? I feel bad about it, though, don't you? I mean, you're you're not going to make Tillery available. No, you're not going to make Justin Jones as a mid round pick available. Is it? We're not we're not being too aggressive here. Like Broughton's like a reasonable roster chance, right? We agree with that. Yeah, I think so. He played in two games last year. Yeah, put him on. They don't have they don't have a lot of depth though. That's a problem. All right, Cortez. It's not a kiss he, of death. Welcome to the scouts. Let's be honest. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was trying to tease it and say it's not a kiss of death, but yeah, he's getting picked. <laughs> yeah. All right. So we got two players on the list. We need three more. Nobody in this secondary is going on. Can we agree? Oh with hell that? no. Yeah. So, so the secondary is untouchable. Um, maybe one of these linebackers in Wosu. Role player, passing downs. My second round pick, though, in 2018. Right. That's why I'm hesitant to say yes. Okay, put him in the back of the mind, but I, I, I understand the the hesitation. Just put – I mean, if it's me, just put Ameki Egbule in that role and prosper. But yeah, He'd probably get a better player. But... <laughs> Any bad tight ends here we could toss? <laughs> no, there's not. Uh, all the receivers are – We might have to put Easton Stick on this list, man. Right, except for they, they probably view him as the backup to Herbert after Tyrod walks. It, well, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, but he ain't getting picked. Let's be honest. So this team has Austin Eckler, Justin Jackson, Josh Kelly. Yes. Eckler and Kelly are the two guys for the long haul. If they better, keep better four eligible. running backs. 
Can we can we sneak Darius Brock, no, Bradwell, or Derek Moore no, out here? <laughs> absolutely not. Uh, we got to get three more players. Right. So Easton Sticks got to go on the list. This is this is our shots, right? This is not predictive. All right, I'm in. I'm in on Stick. I mean, we're at least trying to like predict. Be a little how- bit of both. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I know. But at the end of the day, it's our it's our call. All right, we still got two more. <laughs> Um, why are none of your bad players continuing? You, you could probably get Eggbulay on this list. That's true for the re, for the reverse reasons, right? Correct, because Nwosu's. I mean, he's a high investment player who's played in two years and was up to I think close to forty percent of the snaps last year. Hey Kyle, yeah, welcome, welcome Ameki to the, to the scouts. Yeah, he's getting picked in a heartbeat, bro. <laughs> All right, so we got one more. We're getting there. We're getting there. Uh, Put the fullback on. Bobby Holly. Because who cares? It, it's You'll never find a more replaceable player, but you, we're projecting that he makes the roster because he's All the right. only fullback on the roster. Kyle, we did it. We've got five players for the scouts. Oh, yeah. offensive lineman, Scott Questenberry, 991K. Cortez Broughton, a defensive tackle at 869K. Quarterback Easton Stick, the pride of North Dakota State, 919K. Well, let's – okay. Edge, Ameki Egbole, 889K. And fullback, Bobby Howley at 610000 Time for the Now, the Raiders, their 2021 cap situation. Is they're twenty fourth in the league. They've got seventeen million. Not great. And they have forty seven players under contract. Okay. Okay. So Raiders went five and eleven, as we said. Here are the players eligible for the expansion draft: Derek Carr, Marcus Mariota. One of those has got to go on. Jalen Richard, Josh Jacobs, Lynn Bowden, Alec Ingold, Tyrell Williams, Hunter Renfro, Brian Edwards, Henry Ruggs, Darren Waller, Foster Moreau, Trent Brown, Gabe Jackson, Richie Incognito, Rodney Hudson, Colton Miller. Joe, this might be the first team we've come across that has their entire starting five under contract for more than one one remaining. <laughs> That's pretty remarkable. Brandon Parker, also eligible in the offensive line. We'll assume John Simpson is eligible as well and makes the team. Defensive line, Carl Nassib, Cleland Furl, P.J. Hall, Arden Key, Max Crosby, Maurice Hurst. They've got their core players set. That's nice at least. Linebackers, Corey Littleton, Nick Kwiatkowski, Tanner Muse. And in the secondary, LaMarcus Joyner, Jeff Heath, Jonathan Abram, Trayvon Mullen, Isaiah Johnson, Damon Arnett, Amik Robertson. A lot of opportunity here, Kyle. Yeah, there's plenty to pick from here. So let's, let's speculate here. The, the Raiders went 5-11, and 11 and they're paying – way too much money combined to Derek Carr and Marcus Mariota 32 million next year yeah so what which one which one do you think uh, to me this says Derek Carr 
because this, they had such a bad showing or a bad in, year? In either case, this either Derek Carr played all year and he wasn't good enough to elevate this team, or he played poorly and Marcus Mariota came in. And in either case, he's gone. Or he should be on the, the list, at least. That's interesting, and I can get behind it. And that's a very interesting conversation for us to have as GMs of the Scouts when we do the expansion draft. Now, here's what's an interesting dynamic as well. The Raiders currently sit eighth in the draft order. Mm. They're not going up either. Well, they could. Unlikely, though. They got Jacksonville and Carolina in front of them. Washington, New York, both New York teams, Detroit, and the Chargers. And that's it. We could be looking at a QB3 situation coming to the Raiders here at number eight. All right. So I think Just you're saying. in on Derek. You're in on Carr, though. I can get behind it, yes. Okay. Because if they finish 5-11 and 11, – it's kind of we, we've ridden this horse as far as it's going to take us kind of situation. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I could say Jalen Richard. I could say Tyrell Williams. I could say Foster Moreau, although I think Moreau's probably more valuable for his price point. I'd say Carl Nassib. P.J. Hall. LaMarcus Joyner. Jeff Heath. Like – just pick, Jeff he- pick guys. <laughs> like, let's go. Yeah. Okay, Jeff Heath was one that stood out to me in a big way. Yeah, three point one five. Yeah, we. I mean, we we've already got Tanner Muse on this team now. You know what I mean? So we don't we don't need another one of those. Players. And they got Demarius Randall and Jonathan Abram and Lamarcus Joyner. Yeah, we're good. <laughs> we're good. Um, I think one of these defensive ends. I mean, you, you, Carl Nassib. Uh, Arden Keys eligible. I feel like how how did Nassib do last year? Well enough for them to sign him to a reasonable three year deal, right? I don't know. The dude's like a a five to seven sack a year kind of guy, right? He's I mean he has value as your de three. I have to think Farrell and Crosby are the main guys. Nassib so. Nassib's the next guy up, and then you have Arden Key still. Is that guy worth $9.5 million in 2021? To me, he's not. I would have never signed him to that deal to begin with. Right. I don't know. You'll put, you won't put Arden Key on this list? I would, I would say either Key or Nassib. And if they just sign Nassib, they're probably more prone to keep him than they are Key, who only played in seven games last year. Yeah. So Arden Key. Edge Harding key. All right. He's one point. One point. Just one point two. I put one point two. All right. So we got two more spots to fill here. Um don't really feel good about Brandon Parker. Yeah, I thought he was kind of like the versatile tackle that can back up both spots potentially. Mm-hmm. Now, this team has Damon Arnett, Amik Robertson, Trayvon Mullen, Prince of Mukamara, Isaiah Johnson. I like Madre Harper. 
What do we think about Tyrell Williams? Thought about him, Kyle. I did. I just didn't know that there was a major need given the cap space. And they don't like, have cap space. Oh, they don't. They're 24. They have $17 million in cap space next year. So we're going to bring in potentially a rookie receiver. We have, let's think about his weapons. We have Darren Waller. We have Henry Ruggs. We have Brian Edwards. We have Hunter Renfro. And we have Josh Jacobs out of the backfield. Okay. I'm in. Like he's, he's due over $11 million each of the next three seasons. Yeah, that's, that's fine. I'm in. I mean, Tyrell's hasn't had 750 receiving yards since 2016. He's a nice player, I, but. The replaceability of a guy like Jalen Richard, I know he's a good receiving back. He can do some things in the return game, but. You, you spent a first round on Josh Jacobs for a reason. Yeah, and, and you drafted Lynn Bowden to kind of be that pass catcher yeah. type guy out of the backfield. So. Yeah, I, I can get behind that. Okay. That's five. We, Yes, we did it. Uh, running back Jalen Richard at three and a half million. We've got wide receiver Tyrell Williams, 11 and a half. Edge, Arden Key, a 1.2 million safety. Jeff Heath at 3.15. And quarterback Derek Carr, $22.1 million. All right. Saints time. It is time for the Saints. The Saints, uh, we've picked the vast majority of the Saints schedule. We've picked 14 games already for the Saints, Joe. And this team is 12-2. and two. Ooh, good football team. If you look at their depth chart, it makes a lot of sense. It's a good so, team, man. So we've already picked the first 10 games of the season. And I'm going to make it really quick. Week one, home against Tampa, win. Week two, road against the Raiders, win. Week three, home against Green Bay, win. Week four, road against Detroit, win. Week five, Home against uh, the Chargers, win. Bye week. Week seven, home against the Panthers, win. Week eight, road against Chicago, win. Week nine, road against Tampa Bay, win. Week 10, home against San Francisco, win. First game to pick is week 11, home against Atlanta. Joe, I think what's interesting here, you look at the, the first 10 weeks of the season for them, all of their tough opponents are at home. It's nice. Tampa week one, Green Bay week two. You know, they, they obviously draw Tampa as a divisional game. They, they have to play them on the road. And then they get San Francisco at home. And their road games are Vegas, Detroit, Chicago. Must be nice. Yeah, yeah. This feels like a nice warm opportunity for, Nor for Drew Brees to stack a bunch of wins together. Well, and we have them doing that, so. The bad news. Yeah, I feel the letdown coming. A divisional game here against Atlanta? Atlanta's coming off the bye. New Orleans just got done a big uh, win against San Francisco the, the pri previous week. So Atlanta gets rest. New Orleans has to play one of the top teams in the conference. Atlanta knocks them off in New Orleans, much like what happened last year, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Now, week 12, we've picked New Orleans to go on the road, bounce back, beat the Broncos. Week 13, New Orleans is in Atlanta. This is the last game we have yet to pick. I don't think anybody thinks the Falcons are going to sweep the Saints, right? Yeah, especially with the proximity of these games pretty close, right? Right. 
two games in three weeks. So New Orleans, Joe and I are picking New Orleans bounces back. They win that game. We have them losing each of their next two games. They've got a tough road game in Philadelphia, and then they have to host the Kansas City Chiefs. So we have them losing to Philly, losing to Kansas City, before rounding out the season with wins against Minnesota and Carolina to bring their grand total to 13-3, and three, Joe, uh, which will clinch them the number one seed Ooh. in the NFC. Hat tip to the Saints. They win this division by one game over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Now, what's interesting is we we did have the Saints um, sweeping Tampa Bay. If Tampa were to manage to win one of those two games with how we've projected it, Tampa would be the one seed and the division winner. Not how the cookie crumbles in this scenario. Not in this scenario. That's correct. All right. Time to expose some players. Okay, so. What's their just, cap situation? I'm very interested in that. You know, I, I'll tell you, but I've got three things going on at the same time here because I just got done reading their schedule. So the Saints uh, have negative $47 million in cap space next year. Oh, that's a problem. Okay. So you guys better win it this year. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> The good news, the good news is this. Drew Brees has already said this will be his last season. He's under contract in 2021 with $36 million cap hit. So Drew Brees retires. Correct me if I'm wrong. That clears off their books, correct? I don't, I don't know if it's always that clean. I'm not entirely sure. It'll at least help them but they're still going to be in dire situation because even if he retires and all of it got cleared off the books, you're still negative $10 million in cash. And you don't got Drew Brees. <laughs> and you don't got Drew Brees now. So, okay. Here are the players that are eligible. We're not going to include Drew Brees because he said this is his last hurrah. Quarterback Taysom Hill. Joe, do you know how much he's getting paid? Yeah, I do, because I have the list open, but what it's pretty hell? gross. Okay. Uh, pretty so gross. Ta- Taysom Hill and Tommy Stevens. Latavius Murray. Uh, Michael Thomas, Emmanuel Sanders, Traquan Smith. Josh Hill, Adam Troutman. Teron Armstead, Nick Easton, Andrews Pete, Ryan Ramchek, Eric McCoy. Will Clapp. Um, James, no, never mind. James Hurst is an expiring contract. Cesar Ruiz. Defensively, Cameron Jordan, Malcolm Brown, Marcus Davenport, David Ayamada, Carl Granderson, if we want to get that far down the list. Uh, good luck finding the linebacker. Everybody's expiring contracts. Uh, Zach Bowen would be eligible. Marshawn Lattimore, Janoris Jenkins, Patrick Robinson, Malcolm Jenkins, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, and that's probably it. I think it is absolutely asinine that Malcolm Jenkins is signed through 2023. (laughs) I think that's crazy to me. He hasn't dropped off that much yet. He's going to be – he's played 12 seasons in the league. I understand 
I'm not, I'm not trying to put him on this list. For years 15 and 16, you've got $10 million a year com- committed to him? Listen, they don't seem to be too concerned with the salary cap in general. So, well, it's, they have to be now. All right, so let's who, – who's Latavius Murray? I was going to say Janoris Jenkins to start. Okay, yes, absolutely. He's due $14.2 million in 2021. Janoris Jenkins. Okay, we got one. Okay, that's one. Uh, Latavius Murray. Sure, I can get behind that. Replaceable is replaceable gets. Well, hold on now. He's not that bad. He's not bad, but I can find Latavius Murray all the time. Probably. I was also thinking maybe Traquan Smith. I, I, let's file him away for the back of our mind. Okay. What about uh, Eric, Nick Easton? Yes. That's been a bad contract since the second they signed it. Yes. He's due $6.5 million. Awful deal. Um, what about eh, Malcolm Brown at six and a half mil? How you many resign do, Sheldon how many, Rankins, right? How many do we have down? We have three. I got to tell you, if you if you're in this bad a cap situation, I don't think you're going to be able to afford resigning Sheldon Rankins. He's got to let him walk. That makes where, me sad. Where are you going to manufacture this much space? You're going to have to do a bunch of restructures. You're going to have to cut some guys. Yeah, or you one let those... one guy, or you let one guy walk. Malcolm Jenkins. Jeez, man, Malcolm Jenkins hater. You got a soft spot for soft spot for the man, huh? Yeah, he's a great football player, man. Philly said, "Get out of here." You got Marcus Williams back there. That's about it, though. <laughs> Marcus Williams is a good player. You have to pay him. He's going to be expensive. Yeah. Well, you he's going to be like a Chauncey. Yeah, but like Marcus Williams is like one of the best safeties in the league. He's getting paid 1.9 million like as a second round pick or whatever he was. He's going to get paid like 12, 13 million dollars a year in his deal that he's going to sign okay, this off. So so what's a greater issue here is we need to try and find a dump situation. Right, cuz we need to bring dump. back Rankins and and Williams. Those are big free agents to deal with. Plus all of their linebackers are free agents. Correct. So I feel like we need to think bigger here. Okay. I'm prepared to think bigger. How about Malcolm Jenkins? <laughs> <laughs> You're dumb. Oh, no, we got – all right, so we got Manny Sanders making 10 mil. Mm-hmm. None of these offensive linemen I'm ready to, to – I mean, they just re-signed Pete. Ramchek yeah. is a stud. Teron Armstead, like, no way. Cameron McCoy's... Jordan, no way. Right. What about David Ayamata? He's due $10 million in 2021 and 2022. That was my thinking there. It's like, I want Rankins back, but that's why I was gearing towards Malcolm Brown. But if you think Ayamata is the more I mean, likely. He, he's, he's due 40% more money. He's due $10 million versus Malcolm Brown at six and a half. I understand he's a more replaceable – Malcolm Brown's a more replaceable player. And they just signed him to that deal this offseason on Yometa. <sighs> okay, I can uh, – Malcolm Brown. All right. 
Malcolm Brown. What's his number? It's six and a six half. Six and a half. All right. Yeah. So like that did didn't really accomplish anything for my cap dumb. Six and a half mil. Joe, they're minus forty seven million dollars. <laughs> and you won't let me put Marcus for what is the uh Malcolm Jenkins on here? Because they it's the same argument. They just signed him. Why aren't we putting Taysom Hill on here at sixteen million? Because <laughs> who's gonna play quarterback? Resign Jameis and have Tommy Stevens as Taysom Hill move on with our lives. Win more football games. I know predictively that's stupid, but but it's also not wrong. <laughs> um I would all day long be the easiest choice I ever made. What about Josh Hill? Three and a half million. Yeah, you could just get Taysom to play those reps. You'd be fine. We're not, we're not achieving the dump, but if you're not willing to put Jenkins on right. here. Like if you want to retain your core, more power to you. Then, then a guy like Josh Hill's got to get put on the list. So we're settling on that? Yes. Start compromise? Yes. All right, we did it. Uh, tight end Josh Hill, 3.35 million. Malcolm Brown, defensive tackle, 6.5 mil. Into your offensive lineman, Nick Easton, 6.5 mil. Running back Latavius Murray, 4.2 mil. And cornerback Janoris Jenkins at 14.2. The Atlanta Falcons are the next contestants on the prices right. The, the Saints have to be thrilled. The Saints fans have to be thrilled with us. Why because we didn't we we projected them to go 13 and 3. We got probably as bad of a from a scout's perspective, as bad of a group of five players from the <laughs> most talented roster in the league, arguably the most talented roster in the league. We got that little talent out of it. It's impressive from the Saints' perspective. You know, you know something we got to keep in mind with this is like whenever we do this, we expose these players. There's a, it's more probable than not than that all of them go right back to the team. Correct. You know. Right. I mean, so. you'll, you'll you'll probably have a five times thirty-two is not a math guy. More of a math guy than me. I mean, it's like a hundred and it's like 160 players. Yeah, we're picking like 30, probably. Yeah, so like, do the math. It's it's like a one in it's you got like a 24 percent, 25 percent chance of getting your a guy that you make eligible plucked. But if you get up a guy plucked, you can then protect a player. Right. And if you get two guys picked, then you can protect the rest of your players. So like, there's a lot Dallas of strategy was, here. And Dallas was like the one team where we felt like the plucking was gonna have to happen. Yes. Oh. Yes. All right, the Falcons. The Falcons. Uh, we've picked two games against the Saints, uh, which means that we only have one game left on the Falcons' schedule to pick. And so for the, the Falcons, they, they won the first game against Saints and lost the second. Correct. So this one game left to pick, they are one, two, three, four, five. They're six and nine. Yes. They open Fair. with the Seahawks. It's a very Atlanta – now, first of all, pulling out for Atlanta because they have to finish their final three weeks for Tampa Bay twice and Kansas City. That's that sucks. <laughs> so, but yeah, like four of their last five: New Orleans, Tampa, Tampa, Kansas City. Yeah. Good God, they play New Orleans after their bye: two against New Orleans, two against Tampa, plus Kansas and Kansas City. City. Yeah. Oh, it's brutal. Well, they open with they play all the good the, the, Atlanta. They play the entire the NFC teams. playoffs. Yeah, Seattle, uh, Dallas, Green yeah. Bay. Good night. 
So <laughs> they win in this week one game, hosting the Seahawks. They could. Coming to Mercedes-Benz. They could. And I wouldn't put it past them if they did. I don't feel, I don't feel like – the only point where you can say we gave them the benefit of the doubt, in my view, was splitting with New Orleans. Correct. We, we have not been as kind as – now, we gave them a home win against Chicago which is a nice dub to get. And we gave them a win on the road against Minnesota. And when we talked about that, when we did Minnesota, what was it? The end of last week? Yeah. But you're right in that generally speaking, you look at the way this schedule fell. The beginning and end is where it's hard. Yeah. Like the, like the, the Carolina, Carolina, Minnesota, Detroit, Carolina, Denver. Like there, there's your chance to rip off your wins. Cause the beginning and end is just slam full of teams that are expected to be playoff teams. I kind of want to give them this game. I, I do too. I do too. It's kind of, it's a blend of law of averages versus how we handled the rest of their schedule. And also yeah. they're at home and like Seattle is that team that kind of has like a little bit of Jekyll and Hyde to them. Right. Where, yeah. you know, it's, it's, they, they are going to ultimately ask Russ Wilson to be the hero in a lot of games because they're committed to establishing the run, their style of play, and so on and so forth. So I feel good about the prospect of giving Atlanta this game at home to open the season. And that puts them at seven and nine. Yeah. For so, what the third straight year? Yeah, this, is Quinn out of here? Yes. All right, so that's something to keep in mind here as we reset the deck here for the Falcons and exposed players. Yeah, this will be eleven and five. Uh, Dan Quinn's tenure would go eight and eight, eleven and five, ten and six, seven and nine, seven and nine, seven and nine. Yeah. Needs too many good things to happen for him to be an above average team, right? Right, and the Falcons are negative nineteen million dollars in cap space next. Oh year. no! <laughs> Let's see if we can help them out. So, changing of the guard, probably new head coach. Let's pull it up. I'm pulling up the list right now, and I'm peeking. You get you like what you see? No, not so far. Uh, while it's loading, uh, we have the final NFC South standings: uh, New Orleans at thirteen and three, Tampa Bay at twelve and four, Atlanta at seven and nine, and Carolina at two and fourteen. Imagine going twelve and four and not winning your division. Yeah, I'd be pissed. That's gotta suck so bad. <laughs> okay, players from the Falcons eligible for this exercise: Matt, quarterback Matt Ryan, running back Edo Smith, fullback Keith. Keith Smith, wide receivers Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley, Russell Gage, Olamide Zacchaeus, tight ends Hayden Hurst, and that's probably it, to be honest with you. Uh, Offensive lineman Jake Matthews, Jamon Brown, James Carpenter, Chris Lindstrom, Caleb McGarry, Matt Hennessy. Defensive lineman Grady Jarrett, Dante Fowler, Alan Bailey, Tyler Davidson, Deidre Sanat, John Kaminsky, 
Marlon Davidson. Linebackers, Deion Jones, uh, Foisade Olakun, Michael Walker. That's probably it. And in the secondary, we have Ricardo Allen, Isaiah Oliver, Kendall Sheffield, Jordan Miller, A.J. Terrell, Jalen Hawkins. Yeah, you're right. I, I, I think – I, dude, I would say both of those guards, Jamon Brown and James Carpenter, yes. get them for both their, on here. For their price points, Carpenter Especially with Hennessy and they drafted. Half. Yep. Jamon Brown is almost $8 million. Neither one of them are like projected starters, man. Like, that's crazy. Now, what's going to be, I guess, what's going to be a challenge here is they also have Alex Mack as an expiring contract. And they're in the red on cap space. Right. Matt Hennessy will have to step up and be a starter for them. And that's what it comes down to. Mm-hmm. So, and he can be is good. For, he's a good player. I'm sure when they drafted him, they were thinking about that. What about Alan Bailey? Oh, absolutely. At $5.3 million in cap well, space. Between Alan Bailey and Tyler Davidson, like you don't, and, and you kind of have John Kaminsky, a, a similar type player. Like, right. You don't need three of those. And now you got Marlon Davidson. Right. So you think Bailey? Yes. I think Alan Bailey's the best option because he's the most expensive. And you've got younger players that you can begin to develop. Right. Like an edge setter type player. Right. Okay, we got three. That's good. Okay. Um, I don't think we're going to get any noise going in the secondary at all. No, yeah, I'm just looking through that and I, it's not, it's not popping for sure. I mean, what linebacker? There's nothing. How about Ito Smith? Well, scat back? Dude's still I mean, hanging out? Yeah, but like, I don't know. I just, I'm thinking low value, right? Like, that, and there'll be. Yeah. They're, they can make, they could build a new running back room next year. They have to. Like, maybe Todd is healthy and blows it away and. Well, but you got Gurley and Brian Hill's expiring contracts. Edo Smith is the best back that is under contract for 2021, but I don't know. Like, I remember my college evaluation of Edo and, like, a little bit of a jaggy kind of running back as far as yeah. what he brings to the table. He's a good back. He's a solid back. But, like, at that position, you can find solid backs every year. Do we play the game here uh, and put – Tyler Davison on here, and then if the scouts pick Bailey or Davison, we pluck the other one off the list. That might not be a bad idea because I don't want to put like our other options are all seemingly like either young, good talent that would get picked or like massive dump players that you know the scouts might call your bluff. Yeah. It's like, you know, you don't want to put like Jake Matthews on here, even though he's due $20 Correct. million dollars because he's a good left tackle. He's going to get picked. Dude, they're not paying anything for their secondary. No, they're not. <laughs> I mean, they, this is crazy. There's like literally not one player that's making like a decent amount of money. Well, Keanu Neal will if he can stay healthy. But then they gotta have the room to pay him. So that's why I feel like I was gonna say Ricardo Allen, but I feel like they have to keep him around because mm-hmm. of those injuries. KZ's been a nice find for them. Yes, he has. And the, 
they, and they, they drafted Jalen Hawkins. I know you liked him. Yeah, he had fun tape. Not super right. athletic, but I, I would say either Ricardo Allen or play the game there with that other defensive end. Play the game and put Davidson on the list. Okay, we did it. Tyler Davidson is on the list of 4.63 million. Running back Ito Smith, 1.1 mil. Defensive end Allen Bailey, 5.32 mil. And then two interior offensive linemen, Jamon Brown at 7.8 mil and James Carpenter at 6.45 million. There you have it, Joe. We have successfully run the gauntlet for the Raiders, Chargers, Saints, and Falcons, which means tomorrow we are going to have to pick four games for Seattle, four games for Arizona, and two of them are against each other. And then the New York Giants and the Washington to be determined. So what will be fun for teams? Not a lot of games to pick. We got to get our players on the list, but then we can look at the draft order set. And, yes. and so the playoffs are set and that sets the stage for Friday when we um, pick the playoffs. Get, and yeah, that's yep. going to get tough, man. That's going to get tough. I'm really have to spend some, spend some time in meditation thinking about, this playoff situation. The race for the number one pick is on. Carolina is in the driver's seat. But there is an NFC East team that may have something to say about it before it's all said and done. So come on back tomorrow. Find out the drama unfolding as we get down to the wire here. Kyle Krabs, Joe Marino. Thanks, as always, for listening to the Draft News Podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's show. And we will be back tomorrow to finish our regular season projections for 2020 and get the rest of the player pool set for the San Diego Scouts expansion draft.